Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. The Brewers are laying the Cubs out again. They've got five runs in in the second, still batting with runners on first and third. Escobar batting again. He already had a triple and a run scored earlier in the inning. He was the first run uh, to score in the inning. And, uh, wow, they are putting it on these guys. Willie Damas uh, with a steal of second. So, again, 5 nothing, second and third. Uh, Eduardo Escobar up to bat against Kyle Hendricks. Woodruff on the mound uh, today for the Milwaukee Brewers. Steve Sparky Fiverr with you as we broadcast live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. All right. Uh, so there at the end of uh, the Wendy's Big Show, I brought up the whole Leroy Butler thing, and that's what I really want to get into here uh, on Sparky's Midday Madness today. And I can't get into it when I have Leroy with me uh, on the Wendy's Big Show with me and Gary, because Leroy's not going to want to do anything involving Leroy uh, while Leroy is on the air, and I understand that, and I get that. Um, so Leroy is not only not in uh, in uh, the studio, he's not even in the city. He's up in Green Bay. So uh, I, I'm definitely going to do this now because I tweeted this out uh, over the weekend after the Hall of Fame classes were done, um, and I was not happy uh, by what, what I saw. Uh, and it all started with an article on CBSSports.com. Uh, Brian Diardo, I think is how you say his name, uh, projects the 2022 Pro Football Hall of Fame class. Okay, fine. Potential modern era nominees. Andre Johnson. Now, eligible for the first time. I ask you, when I say Andre Johnson, do you think first ballot Hall of Famer? I don't. Very good wide receiver. Pro Bowl wide receiver. First ballot Hall of Famer? Not in my mind. DeMarcus Ware. Again, eligible for the Hall of Fame for the first time. Uh, no. Good player. Very good player. Maybe he ends up uh, in there at some point. Uh, and again, he uh, to me, he has more of a chance, than uh, uh, at least for me, than Andre Johnson does. Because he's got a bunch of numbers. Uh, as his points out here, Ware twice led the NFL in sacks during his ninth season with the Cowboys. 117 sacks in Dallas. Ware took his talents to Denver, uh, where the duo helped lead the Broncos to victory over the Panthers in Super Bowl 50. Ware retired with 138 and a half sacks, eight double-digit sack seasons. 
Uh, so maybe I mean, he'll be in. I don't know if he's in first ballot, though. Reggie Wayne, he's still on the ballot. Uh, and again, as they put in here, the Batman to Marvin Harrison's Superman. I think he will be in at some point as well. Tony Baselli has been on there forever, like Leroy Butler, uh, and is still not in. But this writer has Tony Baselli going into the 2022 Hall of Fame. Zach Thomas, again, very good player. Never once in my entire time watching Zach Thomas's career, which I watched from the time he was drafted to the time he ended, did I think he was a Hall of Fame player. But either way, CBS Sports and this writer have Zach Thomas going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2022. Richard Seymour, who was with the Patriots, defensive end, defensive tackle. Three-time Super Bowl champion, five-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro. Plus, he had two more Pro Bowl selections when he was with the Raiders during his four-year tenure with the Raiders. Again, I think he's a Hall of Famer, yes. And he's been on the ballot for a while, so would I be surprised if he makes it this time? No. I wouldn't be surprised if he makes it. I wouldn't be surprised if Reggie Wayne makes it. I wouldn't be surprised if DeMarcus Ware makes it, even though it's his first time. So those three kind of wouldn't surprise me. Baselli's been twisting in the wind as long as Leroy. So I'm not getting my hopes up that Baselli is going to make it at the, at this point either. Uh, potential senior nominee, Cliff Branch. Uh, of course, the wide receiver who played from 72 to 85. He probably should have been in already. Potential coach nominee, Dick Vermeil. He should have been in already as well with the Eagles, Rams, and Chiefs. So that, that's the class. No mention of Leroy Butler anywhere. Anywhere. And that entire CBS Sports story, not one. Baselli, yes. Leroy, nothing. So that made me unhappy. I tweeted it out. And there were some of you that were unhappy uh, as well. Then there were others of you that said, ah, it doesn't matter. He's a lock. He's in. He, he's in. There's no way he's not in. He's in. Okay. So then, fast forward. So that was like Sunday night, I think. Then Tuesday, I get an email from my buddy Jimmy Shapiro over at uh, Bet Online, And he always sends all of us odds, radio stations across the country, staffs across the country, whatever. And he sends odds to be inducted into the 2022 NFL Hall of Fame class. Here we go. DeMarcus Ware, two to three. So he thinks he's in, or they think he's in based on their odds. Torrey Holt, 10 to 11. Devin Hester, 1 to 1. Now, Devin Hester will go in as a special teamer, as a returner. He's not going in as a wide receiver, obviously, but his special team, his, his ability to return punts uh, uh, was amazing. Tony Baselli, 6 to 5. Richard Seymour, 7 to 4. Reggie Wayne, 5 to 2. Robert Mathis, the former Colt defensive end, 5 to 2. Zach Thomas, middle linebacker for the Dolphins, 11 to 4. Jared Allen, the former Viking defensive end, 3 to 1. And there, and finally, is Leroy Butler at 3 to 1. Folks, after him, Andre Johnson, 7 to 2. Rondé Barber, 6 to 1. Steve Smith, 9 to 1. Uh, rounding out that area. Darren Woodson, another guy that everybody expects to be in the Hall of Fame at some point with the Cowboys. He's 25 to 1. Steve Tasker, another special teamer for Buffalo, 25 to 1. Vince Wilfork, former defensive lineman, 16 to 1. Anquan Bolden, 16 to 1. Asante Samuel, 12 to 1. 
based on those odds, I'm very concerned he's not getting in again. We're 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 a ways away from finding out. We won't know until January. But folks, he's not even Leroy's not even close to the top of this list from betting odds or whatever. And I promise you, they don't send betting odds without doing some research and having some idea of how this is going to play. They're not, ah, let's throw them against the board and we'll make odds that way. No, that's not, that is not how this works. They're trying to make money, not lose money. So from that perspective, that's not good. It started off with a CBS Sports writer that got me a little bit concerned, but I don't even know who the guy is. So yeah, not happy, but not overly concerned. But then when I saw these odds come in, now I become more concerned. I simply want to know this. It's real nice and simple. Lots of time for you. Rami isn't going to be in here probably another 40 minutes or so. Why don't you think Leroy Butler is getting in? Why don't you think he's getting in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Because, again, we're looking at 2022, and, again, nobody's giving him any love and having a chance to get into the 2022 Pro Football Hall of Fame either. I want to know from you. You're Packer fans. You watched his career. You've watched everybody I've said, most of you. Most of you have seen all of these guys. There aren't any old guys. The only old guy that maybe you have not seen is Tony Baselli. Most of these other guys you probably have seen. Of the guys I said, Plucker, have you seen all of these guys? Demarcus Ware, Torrey Holt, Devin Hester, uh, Seymour, Reggie Wayne, Robert Mathis, Zach Thomas, Jared Allen. You seen all those guys play, or are there some in there that you have not seen? Yeah, no, all those guys I've seen play. Okay, in your, in your mid-20s. Correct. So you've seen all of them. You didn't see Baselli, though, I don't think. Not Baselli. Okay. Correct. The rest, but the rest, yes. Correct. So outside of Baselli, you've seen every every other of the other ones play. So that means those of you listening to Sparky's Midday Madness have seen them play too. I want you to explain to me, what am I missing? Why do you think Leroy is not getting into the Hall of Fame? Is it lack of support from with inside, you know, his former teammates? Is it lack of support from the organization, not pushing hard enough for him? Is it on the field stuff that you think uh, you can point to, you know, things that you say, hey, you know, maybe he didn't do this uh, enough in his career. Maybe he didn't do that enough in his career. Uh, maybe there, there's this reason of why you don't think he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I'm really just trying to understand this. Because, again, for me, it's personal. Because I've known Leroy for 100 years. So, for me, it is personal. So, I know I have a jaded view on this. Well aware. Well, well, well aware that I have a jaded view. That's why I'm reaching out to you to help me understand why you think he's not in the Hall of Fame and why he doesn't appear he's going to be in the Hall of Fame for 2022 either based on the stuff that we're seeing right now. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us at 1250AMTheFam. Now, Dan Plucker also, uh, to a degree, is jaded as well, obviously, because he works with Leroy with uh, Leap Spirits and, and, and so forth. Plugger also does a lot of reading, listens to a lot of sports talk radio, watches a lot of sports TV. Plucker, you have any idea of why you think Leroy is not in yet and why he's not getting love again for next year? Well, the thing is, is with that team that he was on, there were bigger names on that team. There's only two guys in the Hall of Fame from that team. Favre and Reggie right. White. There is nobody else. Right. But when you think of the leader of that defense, whether it was Leroy or not, you think Reggie White. For sure. And when you and then on the offensive end, you think Red Favre. Absolutely. And, and Sterling Sharp is in that uh, conversation. Sharp didn't win the well. Super Bowl, though. 
He, didn't, he wasn't on that Super Bowl team. He wasn't team. on he that was, team. He was long gone by okay. that point. Okay. Yep. Well, well, you know what I mean. There were there were other people, and then Holmgren as well, the coach, um, who is probably going to be Hall of Famer as well. Not there yet, if I am, am correct in saying that. So, so this was uh, a team full of players that maybe he wasn't the biggest name out there. So when you are in Wisconsin at that time, you do play for the Packers, you're in the smallest market in sports, and you think national media-wise, when when the game's on, you're seeing the Packers on the TV, maybe you're not hearing Leroy Butler's name as much as you should. But when you when you dig into the stats and you see what he did, I mean, he he deserves to be there. He deserves to be in this. I mean, Troy Polamalu, who was put in this season... Um, he had the defensive player of the year for for himself, and he was a difference maker on the field. Was a great player, somebody uh, that I did see. I didn't see Leroy Butler, Plucker. Play. But the, the, the Palomalus of the world never are the Palomalus of the world if Butler doesn't redefine the position of safety and how they played it. A hundred percent. I I wholeheartedly agree with you, and and he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Troy Palomalu does, but before Leroy, I don't think so. If you just look pure stats, twelve John sacks, Lynch had no business. Being Thirty-two there. interceptions. He was a member of the All-Decade Team. So was Leroy. Leroy had twenty and a half sacks, thirty-eight picks, and was in the All-Decade Team for the nineties. Several All-Pros to go along with it. And I, I, I don't understand just the disrespect that he gets for what he did. It, it does not make sense to me. Mathematically, you look at the stats, he's he's above and beyond where so many other guys who are already in the Hall of Fame are. Leroy is, surpasses all of them statistically. So literally the only argument that people have against him getting into the Hall of Fame is that his name wasn't big enough. Which I think is ridiculous. He invented the Lambo. He invented the Lambo leap too, and and cemented himself in Packers history. Not just because of his play on the field, but because of that celebration that we see every single week now. Again, much bigger than Brandon Jennings Bucks and Six. I promise you, way bigger, way bigger than Brandon Jennings Bucks Bucks and Six. And and so I, I I I don't get it. And and I I didn't see Leroy play, and and I'll admit that, but. When when you look when I when I look at things in the past, that's the first thing I check. I look numbers. at the numbers. Right. That's what everybody looks at. They look at the numbers. Yep. And when you look at the numbers, Leroy's numbers are better than Steve Atwater, than John Lynch, than Troy Palomalu even. But Palomalu had the defensive player of the year thing going Fine. for him. So I understand he he has that advantage. But Lynch over had Leroy. no business getting in but before. I agree. And no, no. unless they're including his GM skills right. along with that, then maybe we can have that talk. See, but if we're looking thing. at just statistically, right. Leroy should be in there. And maybe if Leroy was a coach somewhere, or if Leroy had gotten into coaching and was in the league for a little bit longer, or was and given in a those GM circles job. for longer, it'd be a different conversation. But but. What he has done for the state of Wisconsin, for the Green Bay Packers as an organization, he has deserved to be a Hall of Famer for well, sure, years. But, already. I mean, they don't care about what he's done for the state of Wisconsin, what he's done for the Packers. We're voting for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That, that doesn't even come up. They don't even care about that as, as a voter, I don't think. So uh, we're asking you, Plucker and I, why do you think Leroy's not in the Hall of Fame? Uh, and uh, I'm open to hear all suggestions. Like I said, doesn't even have to be on the field stuff. It could be off the field stuff. Maybe you think he's got to get a TV a TV gig again. He used to work at ESPN doing national TV back in the day after he played. He's done that. 
You know, maybe you agree with Plucker. Maybe he needs to be a GM or get back into coaching and get his name circulated more. Maybe you think that's why he's not in. I want to know, why do you think Leroy's not in? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan. Well, we just stumbled across something that isn't good for Leroy. By a guy that's been on this show a bunch of times that I did not know made a list ranking all-time safeties. Not good for Leroy Butler. And I will tell you who it is and where Leroy is on this list. Uh, but but not good. Not good. Uh, why do you think Leroy Butler isn't getting into the Hall of Fame? Because right now, an article on CBS Sports doesn't have him in for 2022. The odds have him like 10th, 11th down on the list uh, to make the uh, Hall of Fame class for 2022 as well. Reggie, those in the last segment. So why do you think it is that Leroy simply cannot get in? So I want to know the reasons. I'm curious. I'm open to anything at this point. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan. Nate Northside, you are next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Nate? Uh, what's good, Sparky? Um, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of on the same boat as you. I don't understand why he hasn't been in already. This is my problem with the Hall of Fame. They they say it's not it's based on numbers, it's based on what you did on the field and stuff like that. But they they don't they don't use this. They don't use the information that they have. It's like this is ridiculous. Like it's no way that Leroy should not be in. All that he's done on the field, like he has a Super Bowl. He they don't win that Super Bowl without Leroy. Like the only reason why he's not in it is because he he played uh beside uh Reggie White and Brett Favre. That's not an excuse. Like I said, they don't win that Super Bowl Super Bowl without Leroy Butler. They don't they don't have much of the success that they do without Leroy Butler. He's changed he changed the game and changed like you said earlier, he changed the way safety played the game. This is it's, it's it's honestly ridiculous, and it's, it's like I understand. This it's almost the same thing as To. I understand To had off the field issues and stuff like that, but his numbers. If you if you if you're telling me that the Hall of Fame is based on numbers, his numbers were good enough to where he should have been first ballot. Leroy is the same way. His numbers should speak for themselves. Not only the fact that the stuff that he does off the field for the community. This is ridiculous, man. But, but again, remember, all the off-the-field stuff that he does for the community and stuff is great for us. It, it's great for the Packer Hall of Fame. It means nothing for the Pro Football Hall, Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Like, that's not going to go on the plaque it's sparky. or the bust. That's exactly what I'm saying. You, They choose and pick what they want to use off the field. If he does something good off the field, they'll, they'll, they, they won't use it. But for T.O., he did he uh, work. He just for instance, um, Having the, having all the problems with uh, the the Eagles that he did, they they use that as a reason for him not to get in. You know what I mean? So you want to use the bad stuff to say this is why he why a person shouldn't get in. But when a person is doing good stuff off the off the field and for his community, you don't want to use that into the reason why he should get in. You know what I mean? That's that's what I'm saying. The Hall of Fame is a joke. 
Oh, that's, well, I mean, that's fine. I mean, you don't you don't have to, to uh, agree with it or respect it. If you don't respect it, then this doesn't really matter probably at the end of the day if it's not a big deal. Thanks for the call. That's all I'm saying. Like, if you're to the point of, like, it's just a joke. Like, we're moving on. For instance, I I, I will poke fun at and make fun of the Packer Hall of Fame uh, at times for different guys I get in and say it's the very good Hall of Fame, right? I mean, that's kind of what I think it, it kind of is. If we're talking about greats, then there are certain guys that probably shouldn't be in the Packer Hall of Fame. If we're talking about fan favorites and guys that were good, then everybody that's in is in for the most part. That should be in at this point. I, I think that's kind of what it is. Now, this is can't. This is the Pro Football Hall of Fame. This is the best of the best, the elite of the elite. That is who is supposed to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame or have been there recently. Plucker, have you ever made your way to Canton, Ohio, to the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Well, I'm not going to Leroy's Inn, so. Okay, well, before this, you didn't know no, Leroy. No, so. I, I have not. Okay, fine. I mean, you can take your stand now. That's fine. But, okay, I've been... And it is awesome. Awesome. I took a million pictures inside of there. I don't know if you can take pictures of the bus or not, but I was taking pictures, videos. I was doing everything inside that place. And it takes you a long time to make your way through all of it. It is outstanding. Now, I have not been to baseballs uh, in Cooperstown. I've not, I've not seen that one yet. Um, but the football one is very, very cool. And one day, hopefully, Dan Plucker will get to go and experience it and see it. Now, I've been to the Hall of Fame game as well, um, and that was a cool experience. Uh, it was before they redid the, the the field that they're playing on now, the high school field. They've made it bigger. Uh, so it was prior to that uh, expansion. But that was a cool uh, experience too, uh, watching that. So if you ever get a chance to go, go. But I'm, I'm here to tell you, regardless of, whether you're angry or frustrated or whatever, it's a huge, huge honor to still be in that thing one way or the other. Regardless if we agree of how they put people in or not, it's still a big deal. All right, so we tweeted out on the 12.50 a.m. the fan account. Why do you think Leroy's not in? Because, again, as I read earlier, odds, he's not even close to being in next year as the odds currently sit right now in August. And we won't know until January, but right now it's not even close. I don't know what's going to change. All these guys don't play anymore. So I don't think it's going to move all that much as far as somebody getting in, but maybe. Uh, the uh, article in CBS Sports, they put their nominees in. No mention of Leroy Butler anywhere in the article. I read that in the first segment. Nothing. That's why I'm frustrated. That's why we're talking about it. And Leroy's not here uh, to tell me I, uh, he didn't want me to talk about it because he didn't want to talk about it when he's on the show. And obviously, Plucker is a Leroy guy too. So we both are biased when it comes to this. But I, I want to find out from you guys. So Josh tweets at 1250 AM, the fan, and at Sparky Radio. It can only be because Leroy is too humble and hasn't pressed for himself, and the Packers haven't done enough to push for him. He changed the damn position forever. Nuff said. That's Josh tweeting at 1250 AM, the fan, and at Sparky Radio. I agree. And I think that's an aspect that I don't think gets talked about enough, to be honest with you. We can talk about his numbers. We can talk about the all-decade team and all that other stuff. But safeties were not doing what Leroy was doing in the 90s at that point. They weren't playing up to the line of scrimmage. They weren't blitzing the quarterback. They weren't playing up against the run and taking running backs down in the backfield and and doing their thing against Barry Sanders or whoever. I mean, that's, that's not what they were or who they were. 
Now, since Leroy did that and made that a thing, then you've seen other safeties, see Troy Palomalu, who have made great careers out of it. Because of Leroy Butler. Paving the way. But yet, we don't get Leroy into the Pro Football Hall of Fame for some odd reason. Got another one here from good old KS. We all know good old KS, longtime listener of the fan. He says, if I'm Pete Doherty, I go into next year's Hall of Fame meeting and presentation for Leroy, and I don't say a word for the entire five-minute alignment, allotment. I break out a sign that says Leroy Butler is the only offensive or defensive player from the all-90s team to not be in the Hall of Fame. Well, technically, Baselli's the other. So if Baselli gets in, then he would literally be the only one left. Defensively, he is definitely the only one left. Um, but yeah, that would be a statement. I don't think Doherty's going to do that necessarily. And, and that's the other thing. The pressure that is on a P. Doherty who's got to state the case and make the pitch for Leroy Butler, right? Because now that you get to the final room, now from a fan standpoint, it's like, all right, Pete, get him in. This is where you got to be the sales guy. You got to push him over the top. And then if he doesn't get in, people get frustrated with Pete Doherty because, you know, Leroy's not in. Well, the first year, Pete really didn't have any idea kind of how this whole thing was going to play. After year one, he learned a lot. So last year, he went into it feeling more comfortable, more confident of how he was going to go about doing this. And he did that. But the other part of this that is a struggle is a lot of these guys have their former players lobbying for them or owners, or coaches, publicly lobbying to get Leroy in. You don't really see that. Reggie White's not alive. He can't go stand up and say, it's a damn shame Leroy Butler's not in. Can't do it. The biggest name on that team that can make waves is Brett Favre. He's the one guy. He's the one guy who has a radio show, by the way, on Sirius, uh, Sirius XM NFL Radio during the season. He has his own radio show. National radio show. He can make it a point to stop for Leroy. And he could bring reporter. He could bring on guys that have votes for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And Brett Favre could be like, dude, why isn't my guy in? Like, why aren't y'all voting for 36? He could do it. He could have a one-man push for Leroy if he wanted to. And done much. Has not done much to help Leroy. He really hasn't. He helped John Lynch more than he's helped Leroy, I think, to a certain degree. That's, to me, that I think is where the biggest struggle is on this whole deal. It's just not getting enough push or love from those that played with you uh, or that were around you or that covered you during that time. Joe. Uh, listening in Green Bay on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. What's going on, Joe? Okay. Uh-oh. You there, Joe? I'm thinking. Oh, Joe, so start over. Are... You broke. Joe, start over. You broke up. Oh. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I think I got to figure it out. Uh, the uh, writers like the uh, in the bullies like Atwater and Lynch that would just cream people and yep. be on the highlight reels every week. Sure. And Leroy wasn't that kind of – he was a cover safety, so he wasn't really – you know, his highlight reels weren't just like – No, uh, but, I mean, that. he had the sacks. He had the turnovers, the interceptions. I mean, he did some sexy things himself now. Oh, he did. He did, yeah. 
I'm just saying, I think for that position, they like the intimidating bullies. Um, and that seems to be who they're putting in there. And then the other thing is, once he hit 30, the injuries started cropping up. Uh, whereas, like, Lewinson got lucky when he got a little bit older, and he got better as he got older and avoided injuries. Uh, so if Leroy could have paid a little bit longer injury-free, that would have helped his cause. He played 12 years. Long time. Long time for any NFL player to play in the league. But you're right. Some of that uh, obviously creeps in. And he got forced out by injury before he was ready to be done for certain. Joe, thanks for listening. You got to stay tuned. Keep listening because there's a list out there that I didn't know existed by a guy who is considered one of the godfathers of the NFL that does not do Leroy any favors either. Uh, Joe, thanks for the call. We'll do that coming up in the next uh, segment. First, let me tell you about my friends over at Young Express. One of the nation's leading expedited freight companies since 1991. That's a long time to be really good at something, right? Wouldn't you want to be a part of that? Wouldn't you want to team up with Young Express, John Young and my guys over there? Live a stress-free lifestyle. Put the windows down. Turn up the radio and drive, baby, drive and get paid for it too. Now, Young Express, successful transport of expedited freight. What does that mean? Well, that means you go from point A to point B. Pick stuff up, drop stuff up. Have a 24-7 dispatching. Ah, that's a big deal because let's say you're driving regionally, right? So you're in Indianapolis. You go down there, you drop off some freight in Indy, and then uh, you're called back to uh, back to dispatch to find out where you're going next, and uh, they are not getting back to you all that quick. Day goes by, two days go by, and you're stuck in Indy. Now you're paying for a hotel, a motel, or whatever the case may be. You're not losing money because you're not making money if, if you are not in route or picking up or delivering freight at this point. So that then becomes an issue. That's why it is critical to have a 24-7 dispatch team that are dedicated and take it very personal to keep you moving so you keep making money. That's why it's a big deal. Drive locally, regionally, nationwide. Doesn't matter. 99% no-touch freight, which means... Uh, you don't got to be lifting up stuff and breaking your back. The freight is loaded and offloaded for you. That's so all you have to do is worry about driving. They're looking for full-time independent contractors. That's why I say you're working with, not for, uh, Young Express. Full-time independent contractors. Join the Young Express team today. You can find them at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express. Success. Drives them. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fans, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. With you as we broadcast live from the Lakeland University studios, a leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. Dan Plucker, other side of the glass. Executive producer extraordinaire, Rami Makloff. He'll be in here in about the next 10, 15 minutes. So he gets ready to do his show coming up at 3 o'clock with the Rami Show. He'll go all the way up until Tim Allen takes over uh, with the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by Great Lakes Dragaway. Uh, down in beautiful Union Grove, Wisconsin. And uh, looking forward to hearing Tim Brewers up 5-1 right now, top of three uh, with the runner on second uh, for the Brewers. Jace Peterson having himself a game right now, a home run and a double so far uh, for Peterson. Plucker, was that your first time at Great Lakes Dragaway uh, over the weekend with Leroy doing the Leap Vodka event that you guys did? It was. It was really cool. Did you like it? Yeah. Did you ever been to a drag strip before? Uh, no, I have not. So that was, that was a, the first, a first for me. Yes. It was very cool. Lots of people, a little chaotic, but it was great. It was a great time. Yeah, it is. I'm telling you, man, it is so much fun. If you've never done it, 
it's it's a great deal. If you got uh, you know kids, I don't even care how old the kids are really. I mean, they could be teenagers all the way down to you know five, six, seven, eight years old. As long as you got the the headphones for the smaller kids or whatever, I think they're going to have a great time. Or did you see a lot of families uh, and kids down at Great Lakes Dragway Plucker? Was that pretty much what it oh, was? Oh yeah, a bunch. Right? Yeah, a bunch of little kids running along around with their their families. Yeah, running around doing a bunch of stuff. It was really yeah. cool. And they got a lot of fun. Great food options. Roy Henning does a great job down there with the food options and mm-hmm. stuff. And no uh, doubt. Just exciting to watch uh, them race uh, at the Great Lakes Dragway. Anyways, so, Plucker, you found a list uh, to, i be honest with you, shocked me uh, that was put out as far as top safeties of all time. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about why you think Leroy Butler, you the fans, think Leroy Butler isn't in the Hall of Fame yet. There's an article on CBS Sports projecting the 2022 Hall of Fame class that does not have Leroy Butler mentioned. Uh, then I have uh, odds that are sent to me, and Leroy is like 10th on odds to be in the 2022 Hall of Fame, which has me frustrated and angry at this point, and that's why we're doing the topic right now, because Leroy is not here to stop me, uh, so that's why we're doing it. So you tell me, why do you think uh, he's not in the Hall of Fame? 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250, tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan. All right, so let's get to this list. Don't tell anybody who made the list yet. We'll tell you who made the list after we read the list. Because to me, that's to me that that that's what hurts the most. The person that made the list is what hurts me the most. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, Plucker. So uh, l- let's go. So all right, are, are, what, who's going to say the top five? The top five. Let me scroll because there these are all pictures. So just give me a second here. All right. So the top five. Obviously, are, it's not Leroy. Uh, Emlyn Tunnel is number one. Oh boy, no um, idea. He played for the Packers 59 to 61, was with the Giants before that. Number two one time, all time is a Packer safety. Yes. Never heard two of Two-time NFL champion, uh, nine-time Pro Bowler, four-time first-team All-Pro, 79 career interceptions. Pro Football Hall of Famer. Uh, okay. Number two, Ken Houston. Yep. Um, no him. We've sense. had him on. Yep. Ronnie Lott is number three. Again, Fine. makes sense. Number four, Ed Reed. Fine. Uh, and number five, Brian Dawkins. No chance. Absolutely no chance he's fine. There's no way he belongs up that high. Nine-time Pro Bowler, first-team All-Pro, four times, 37 career picks for I know. Brian Dawkins. I'm just saying, watching him, there's no. I, All right, go ahead. I, I would agree. I watched uh, him. So I where do you want to go from there? That was the top five. All right, so is Leroy in the top ten? No. Is Leroy Willie in the top? Willie Wood is in the top ten, another okay. former Packer. Good. Is Leroy in the top 15? No. Is Leroy in the top 20? No, but both Steve Atwater and John Lynch are. In the top 20? Yes. And Leroy is not? Yes. Atwater is 16, Lynch is 17. And Dawkins is 5. And Dawkins is 5. Okay. Uh, So not top 15, not top 20. Well, top 25 is Leroy Butler in. No. 22 is Bobby Dillon. Another Packer. And Rodney Harrison is in there as well. Bobby Dillon just went in. Um, It's 25. Rodney Harrison is in. Cheap shot artist. Okay, he is number top, 24. Uh, 24, okay. Top 30? No. 26, Cam Chancellor. 28, Eric Weddle. Eric Weddle? Number right. 30 is Carnell Lake, who played for the Steelers. Had yep. 16 career picks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where's Leroy? 31. 31! All-time, he's 31 on the all-time list. Eric Weddle is in front of and him. And this is on NFL, NFL Network, NFL.com. Who uh, who made the list? Gil Brandt. 
folks, if you don't know who Gil Brandt is, um, it's okay. Uh, he was the one that helped to put together those legendary cowboy teams uh, back in the day, back in the whatever it was, 70s, 80s, whatever it was, uh, with Landry and those guys. I uh, am taking a back, stunned, shocked, whatever, uh, because Gil has always been seemingly, when he's been on at least, a pro Leroy guy, uh, when he's been on the air. Um, we've had Gil on, I don't know, on shows I've done, I've probably interviewed Gil 50 or 60 times, I'd imagine, somewhere in that area. Um, and he's a Wisconsin guy grew up in Wisconsin, lived in Wisconsin, uh, and knows the area or whatever. I So all of this just kind of puts me back because I, I, I'm going to explain something to all y'all. So if you remember back in the day when they didn't allow fans in, right? And people would, only the GMs and the scouts and so forth would be allowed into the NFL combine. Well, people would sit by each other, right? So um, Ted Thompson and his people would sit together, and then McCarthy and his people normally never sat by Ted. They would sit separately, him and his coaches, uh, in an area to talk, whatever else. There are only a couple of guys that like would have their own section of seats that were kind of theirs. Al Davis was one of those guys. Gil Brandt, the other. Gil Brandt. Kind of like the godfather of the NFL for all for all purpose. He's been running this NFL draft combine forever. Forever has been that guy. Uh has more football knowledge than probably anybody on the face of the earth at this point. Uh has more has scouted more players than probably anybody on the face of the earth at this point. Knows more about football than most. When you have Gil Brandt putting you behind the likes of Eric Weddle, you're screwed. You are screwed. I mean, Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press Gazette, can go up there and say what he wants and do what he wants. But if the Hall of Fame voters have seen this list that the Gil Brandt put together that has Leroy 31... And has Dawkins five? I'm sorry. He's got he's got no chance. He's got no chance. I don't know how you overcome that list if people know that list exists and have seen Gill's list. I don't know how you overcome that. Where is uh Darren Woodson on the list, the Cowboy safety? Because many expect Darren Woodson. Uh, to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame as well, because him and, and Leroy were kind of the guys back in the day too. When he Woodson was with the Cowboys, where's Woodson on this list? Woodson is not listed. Not listed at all. No. So did he forget the '90s? Is that what happened? Did Gil just forget the '90s existed and kind of moved on? I mean, to have Leroy as the 31st best safety, have Eric Weddle in front of Leroy Butler all time at safety, Leroy will never get in the Hall of Fame. Like, it's just not happening. Done. That depresses the heck out of me. I wish you wouldn't have found that list. I really do. I wish you would not have found that list because I don't know how you overcome that. I, I really don't. I will say, here's the thing, though. Um, 
and something that gives me hope. We've talked to Pete Doherty in the past. He said that this year the conversation was much better than the year prior in terms of how long they discussed Leroy Butler, how long um, or I guess where some people stacked him up in the rankings. And and the way that this works is it, it seems like it is almost a grandfather thing where where the people that have been lo- waiting the longest that have been the finalists for the longest at certain positions are the ones that wind up getting in. Well, he's and, definitely one of those guys and right now. He he certainly is. And and Lynch was a finalist what? I think it was 7, seven years. years in a row. Um yep. Atwater was kind of in that same boat. And so if we're talking about the safety position now and if they continue to put in safeties, which there are only 17 safeties in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I looked that up as yep. well during this. So it's not like there's there's just this crazy amount of safeties that are in the Hall of Fame. There's only 17, and there was well, they only, avoided the position and, for exactly, a, over a decade. Exactly, they they didn't even like think about the safety position for for quite some time. So now maybe they're they're making up for that a little bit. And Leroy's now in the conversation. He's a finalist. He'll probably continue to be a finalist going forward. And when it comes to safeties now, Leroy is that next person that will be grandfathered in. If that's the way that they continue to do this, this process that they've continued to to show that they kind of do for whatever reason. It's it, they, they don't look at stats necessarily. They don't look at fit and the impact of the team and are now just saying, oh, this guy's been a finalist for the longest. I guess it's his turn. And and I, I don't I think that's a very flawed system. Great. Uh, and and it's one that does not well, make a lot of sense. I've said but it now but now Leroy is at in that front seat. So if they decide to put in a safety this year, it will be Leroy Butler. And if it's not, then oh boy. We got some we got some conversations that need to be had. I uh I, I I'm just I, I I've said this before and people, you know, get mad at me because I like the BCS system for the for the college football. Well, the reason I liked it is because I knew what the formula was. I knew exactly how the whole thing played out. I had a good understanding of it. Fine. For these Hall of Fames, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, hockey, whatever, it should just be a baseline number for the different positions. If you played in this time frame and these are you have these numbers, you're in. If you played in this decade and you have these type of numbers, you're in. Like, just make a requirement for each each position. And then, you know, you adjust what those numbers are as you go. So, for instance, we're in 2021, right? So, in like 2029, then the writers get together and go, okay, what are going to be the baseline numbers for when these guys are eligible for the Hall of Fame that played in this decade? What are those baseline numbers going to be that you're going to have to have to get in based on how the offenses are playing, based on how the defenses are playing? Let's set that standard now. Now, when those guys get to be eligible in 10 years, 15 years, whatever the case may be, however long these guys play, now you have an idea based on the era that they're in whether or not they belong in or not. Because some of these guys have numbers that, yeah, if you look back and compare it to different eras, look unbelievable. And obviously they should be in the Hall of Fame, clearly. But for that era, at that point, like Leroy, and nobody else doing what Leroy was doing at that point, nobody. And yet, he's probably not going to make it again. It's just unbelievable. And that Gil Brandt list 
Makes me sick to my stomach. Uh, Rami Makhlouf is here. We'll talk with uh, the Rami uh, one himself. Uh, the Rami show coming up at three. The Rami one. The Rami himself. one himself. That's the big selfish. One. Stay tuned. Welcome in Sparky's Midday Madness on twelve fifty a.m. The fan live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than twenty five years. Lakeland.edu coming up tomorrow on the Wendy's Big Show. We'll have Tim Allen. We'll be on here in just a little while after the Brewers and Cubs game. Have him on at uh, 10.35, 11.35. Ryan Horvath, that MGM tonight. Uh, he'll be on tomorrow. Talk about Leroy Butler's Hall of Fame odds. See if he's made any bets on that yet. Uh, we'll also get his thoughts on the NFL odds. And he's betting like a bunch of college football games. He tweeted out a bunch of uh, games that he likes. He, he bet There's like 10 games. He, when you gamble, th- this is the other thing I want to know from Horvath. Like when you're at his level, like, how many games a day are you really gambling on at that point? Like, are we talking like 10, 15 games a day? Yeah, I like, think so. Is it that much? I think so. I've seen him post his bets for. Well, he you know, did today. Day, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Oh, hell no. It's a lot. No, no, no. When no. you're winning, when you're the hammer. By the winning, way, I didn't tell you. What? Did you know there were two hammers in the building at one point? Really? Yeah. The other one? Tim the Hammer Leflin. I don't know who that is. He's the guy that sent you the emails on all the emergency alert stuff that we're doing, the EAS tests and all that. You still don't know because you don't check your email. But if you checked your email, you would know who he is. And he does an on-air shift. On... It's not directly addressed to me. I usually just I usually just hit that red That's X. why everybody gets mad at you. <laughs> uh, and, and Tim Lethlin also does an on-air shift on the mix. And I've known Tim Lethlin for, I don't know, 20 years, whatever it's been. Is that air? I, yeah, he's been on air guy. You know who he is. I'm not going to get to the on air people. Like, yes. Name any other on air person, to, and I'll tell you I know who they are. He used to be in studio doing his shows back in the day when you were here the first time earlier in our career. I'll explain who he is off the air. Anyhow, so I was listening to his on air shift. Now he voice tracks. He doesn't come in to work anymore like a lot of other people. And so he was he voice tracked it. And I'm driving, and I got the mix on. I love the mix. I listen all the time. And I'm driving, and I hear. Uh, and more of the Hammer Tim Lethlin on the WMY on the mix WMYX. I was like the Hammer Tim Lethlin. What? So come to find out, we had two hammers in this building at one point: Horvat and Tim Lethlin. Speaking of people in this building, I just ran into our our boss, like our boss, boss, our boss's boss, Andrea in the yes. break room, the general manager. Yeah, Andrea. I just ran into her. I didn't know she room. was here, and uh, and she said that. Uh, like all the salespeople are now working out of office again. I was like, they they weren't at one point. Did people come back in the building and I missed it? Yeah, no. So <laughs> Did really, come back in okay. the building and I missed it. So really, okay. So the, I'm not that, knocking anybody. Whatever you're comfortable with in these pandemic you don't times, socialize I'm, with people in the building regardless. No, I so you wouldn't it. know, right? Yeah. You wouldn't know. But Tuesdays they're normally here for their sales meeting, and then after that, there's only like one or two here. The rest pretty much still don't come in. So that's yeah. The, most of them aren't working and from they, here. They never really did, right? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it all depends. I mean, you're in your car a lot driving and selling and doing stuff like that, so I guess it's all different. I'm not knocking anybody. I'm just saying. I never noticed. And usually, I've done I've done sales, so I kind of an idea of how this all works. Usually when I when I come in here, it's it's me and Sam and DJ GA. Yeah, but you come in here like 3 in the, you come in here at, the hall. Yeah, you come in at like 3 in the afternoon. I get Most of the day is like done by that point. 245. I'm not sure. just walking in at yeah. 3. All right. Uh, so anyway, so professional. Tim Allen tomorrow, Ryan Horvath uh, tomorrow in the second hour, and then Greg Cook, the former Packer offensive lineman that played with Gary uh, down in Houston, uh, does radio down there. He'll join us to talk about uh, the Texans as we look ahead to the game on Saturday night. Green and Gold postgame show, Gary Ellerson and myself, Saturday night from 10 till midnight uh, here on 1250 AM. The fan looking forward to doing that with GE on Saturday night. 
Uh, Rami, what's coming up on your show? Coming up on the Rami show this afternoon, Steve Sparky fight. We're going to talk about this Jason Kidd thing right off the top. The excerpts in the Giannis book? Yeah. Yeah, we led our show with it. Yep. And just overall, Jason Kidd, net positive or negative in his time with the Bucks. Mm. Yeah, we did. How will you remember Jason Kidd? That was ours. Net positive, net, that's a, that's better than our question. I mean, it's what I do. Sparky. I um, I, I probably think it's Sam Schmitz's question, but either way, we'll go with you. Um, <laughs> either way. Uh, yeah, um, positive. You think that's that? I think so too. I think so too. Oh, you're gonna get a bunch of no, blowback. In nothing your nothing me, is so. black and white. There's always gray. I've I've been trying to tell you that for years. You often don't want to see the gray in things. There there is there is there is some gray area here. And and bottom line is what we need to ask ourselves in in hindsight and and with with this coming to the surface with Jason Kidd, net positive or net negative? Were the I, Bucks better would, for having had Jason yeah. Kidd as their head coach? I, I'm willing to bet you a lot that net negative will win by 99%. You think so? Will not be close. I saw somebody on Did Twitter you? the other day, was it today or yesterday, said that uh, that Jason Kidd messed up Giannis's beautiful jump shot. I mean, he did make him stop shooting the jumper, and his jumper was a little smoother and more effective pre-Jason Kidd. It was, it was never, never good. good. It was never good. It was never good. The reason that Jason Kidd told him to stop shooting the jumper was because he couldn't make the, the jumper. jumper. Right. Yeah, I know. That's why. I know. I know. And guess what? Boonholzer has him taking jumpers. Still can't make the jumper. Stop. That that whole thing or back then. Or don't stop and back, unlock it eventually but, and be the greatest of all time. You think he's going to be the greatest all-time shooter ever? No. That's what I'm you just no, said? No, 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 no. I'm saying if he unlocks a decent jump shot. Right, we've been saying that for five to six He might be the greatest. Years. Dude, look at LeBron's shooting percentages. He's not LeBron. Look LeBron's, LeBron's not shooting him. Percentages. LeBron played basketball since he came out of his mom's womb. Which is, he even, was even way farther all developed. The more, all the more reason that there is room for growth. He was way more developed by the time Giannis even started playing. All the more, I, I like, was, That's not even I was, comparable. I, I agreed with you for a long time, and I came around. I came around because I'm seeing I'm seeing what what they see now. I'm seeing the vision, they? not just not Who? just what's Who's in front they? of us, not just what's in front of us right here, Spark. You got to see the vision. You got to see the forest through the trees, my friend. It's funny. Chris Broussard the other day was on. He said that Giannis was he to give the crown to the greatest or the best player in the league. Mm-hmm. And he said for so many years it was obvious who the best player was. It was Michael Jordan. It was Shaq. It was Kobe. It's LeBron. Whoever, right? You always knew. Now maybe you don't know as much. It's, it's more not cloudy. as clear as it's been. But as Broussard pointed out, provided he plays the way he played in the playoffs and stops shooting that jumper and plays to his strengths more, then he is that guy. And as Broussard pointed out, now if he doesn't, he goes back to shooting a bunch of jumpers again, then he's not going to be that guy. God, he's and, so dominant. And that is the thing that bothers me the most is that and you've already heard Giannis talk since the season ended that he wants to work on his negatives during the season more next year. Things that he's not bad at, he wants to do more of that during sure. during the season. It's never instead bad of, to add things of, to your arsenal and get instead better. of playing to the strengths. It's, not, it's never a bad thing to add to the arsenal and get better. I understand. LeBron it, James goes in the lab every year and tries yes, to add something I, to his game. I, Michael Jordan, I Kobe Bryant, all these guys go in the lab you know what every the, year in the offseason and try to add something to the game. Do you know what the difference is? What's the difference? When they come out of the lab, they're able to execute said thing. He's gone in the lab for several man. years, and we're not still executing it. It doesn't happen overnight. I'm just saying. It's just not happening. Baby steps. So anyways, what so else do you have? Speaking of uh, the Bucks trying to get better and adding shooting, mm-hmm. um, so now Danny Green, who just signed, uh, I think he signed back with the Sixers. He did. Um, he said that George Hill actually tried to recruit him to Milwaukee. 
He also considered uh, Brooklyn, Chicago, Cleveland, Golden State, the Lakers, and Charlotte um, as the Chicago teams that were most and interested Cleveland? in him. Those are the teams that he said were most interested. I mean, I understand Chicago more than I understand Cleveland, but either way, I don't. So then Eric Name said, I'm quite confident the math doesn't work to get both George Hill and Danny Green into Milwaukee. So, well, especially if you're giving the, the, the kid from Greece well, right. half of your mid-level exemption. But Danny Green is already signed, deal. I believe. I understand that, so, but clearly that was part of right. the plan. So, But I don't think he, he was, I think Name is saying, even with bringing Hill to back to Milwaukee, there wouldn't have been room with that mid-level exception to also bring in Danny Green no, unless but, he signed to the vet minimum. What would have had to happened was you would have had George Hill would have had to agree to sign the minimum. And then he would then have taken the mid-level, and then you would have had to tell Giannis's agent that his new kid from Greece that they got coming in right. wasn't getting a three-year deal anymore. Right. And how that would have worked, and then maybe he stays over there and doesn't come over. They had to spend like $300,000 on a buyout or whatever it was in order to get him to begin with. That whole thing, we'll see. I watched that kid last night, or yesterday afternoon. I watched it last night, DVR'd it. Watched it last night, that, that Summer League game, because this was the first game he was at. A, he needs to add some muscle. He's thin. You're DVRing and watching Summer League games? I always have. Really? Well, normally I would be at the Summer League games. I you used to go kids. all the time. I used to you go to Vegas. Kids. I was talking with Bart about this this morning. Do you know who the starting point guard was for the Brooklyn Nets yesterday against the Bucks? No. Brandon Knight. Cool. Th- that Brandon Knight. Why are all these old dudes playing in the Summer League? I saw Bees in there. I thought I yep. saw Michael Beasley in there. Because these are guys trying to get NBA jobs again. But I thought don't there was a gigs. cutoff. I nope. thought there was a cutoff, like as far as experience. And Brian age. Skinner's no? played in the NBA summer league when he was honored. I don't no. remember seeing this before. Yes, these old dudes showing up at yep. the summer league. Sure has. So these are guys that are trying to get back in I the league. I love Michael Beasley. So do I. I. Love me some Michael Beasley. I did when he was I would here like too. To see him get back in the league. Yeah, back with the Bucks. Brandon, I like Brandon Knight too. So hopefully he gets back. But yeah. So uh, anyways, but yeah, I watched. Kids, okay, long. He's athletic. More athletic than I thought he was going to be. Uh, athletic. I think he can shoot. I That's what I've been told. We'll see uh, as we watch more of these summer league games. Obviously, either this was a deal between him, uh, Giannis's agent, uh, and the Bucks of why they took him and what this deal was going to be before they drafted him. I'm guessing they had part of this worked out, would be my guess. Um, and that's fine. I mean, it is what it is. We'll see how good he ends up being. They can always use another shooter, so well, hopefully maybe, this kid just, can shoot. I'm just amazed at the time you people have th- have stuff for. you. And you this morning, Bart told me that we were talking about like the TV shows that we watch and whatnot, and he told me that he he was gonna watch. What was he gonna watch? Oh yeah, he's gonna watch Suicide Squad, the new DC movie on on HBO Max. Yeah. And he said he, he was gonna sit down and watch it, but then he got he got really into a Clippers Suns summer league game. How do you get really into a Clippers Suns okay. summer league? You game? should watch the. And, I don't know about the Clippers and Suns. You should watch the Rockets summer league team. That that Rockets they did a hell of a no. job in the draft, y'all. They did a hell of a job. For that. I'll got, see those guys when the NBA got, season starts. Well, you will. Time for that. They've got three. They've got three dudes that they got in that Rockets draft that are all going to play this year and all play well. They got three legitimate players on that Rockets summer league team right there's now. There's baseball going on. I got a million TV shows. No, to baseball's watch. done for you. I got, Cubs I got suck. Things it's over. To go out and do. You guys have children. How do you have time for this? You okay. Well, like- I'll tell you. I'll tell you. If you want to know how last night worked, so last night uh, we watched. The Brewers, uh, and then she went upstairs to watch a Married at First Sight, which I have no interest in. And Jackson was in his room watching TV. Logan was in his room playing video games, and I was in the living room watching the Bucks Summer League game. There was nothing better on TV. Nothing that I wanted the Bucks to watch. Summer League game. Nope. All right, that's all I care. Well, that part, part and, I, and I watched Hard Knocks last night too after the Brewers. I, I had, watched it yet. I had that, there we go. I had that no, DVR. No, we found some common ground. I watched that because I had that DVR, and I mainly have interest in that because of McCarthy. Uh, 
But, but yeah, that was pretty good. I'll watch that. We'll see how much better it gets after episode one. But. Bart told me he's going to play some some dia, some daily fantasy this weekend with the in the first week of the NFL preseason. This dude's going to be glued to his TV watching guys who are not going to be playing football. I bet you Tim Allen does. This, I bet you Tim Allen does, does the same thing. I mean, am he I plays just, daily fantasy. Am I too. in the wrong business? Am I just not as big a sports fan as the rest of you guys? Yes. Okay. That was yes it. to both, I or yes have. just the second one. I am in the wrong business, is what you're saying. So the first question: Are you in the wrong business? No, because okay. I think you're good at what you do. All right, good. Um, I think comedy is is probably your calling in life more than maybe this. Come but, catch me tonight at Bremen Cafe in River West. I'll be headlining. Sure. That show. Show starts. They say seven. We're comedians. Right. We're running the show, so probably whenever thirty. Right. People will be drinking. They won't know what right. time it is. It's air conditioned. It's free. Oh. The show is free. There's a bar there. As the long more, as the storm so knock out your power, you should be good. The more you drink, the more we get paid. So come out, drink, and enjoy the show. Right. Uh, and then uh, the second part of this, are we bigger sports fans than you? Yeah. Probably. You think so? But that's, that's okay. I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. But, but but that's okay, though. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. To each their own. I'm big enough as sports fan to do this. Yes, but I mean, the All other right. thing, the other advantage you have, though, is you have more time in your day to watch whatever it is the heck that you want to sure watch do, more so than I do for sure. I sure do. Bart still has a lot of time because he's still, his kid is really small still and not doing anything. But once his kid starts doing stuff and he's taking the kid around everywhere, then he's not going to have time either. Not nearly as much. Like, time. I, I might have some, like I'll watch the Packers this weekend. Obviously it's my job. I'll watch the bears this weekend. Cause Justin Fields. Aren't you at a comedy show Saturday night in Rockford? I'm going to DVR him. Oh, yeah. good. I'm going to watch the Packers game. I'm yeah. going to watch the Bears game because yeah. Justin Fields is going to get a bunch of snaps, and that's that's my team. Um, other than that, I can't imagine myself sitting down and watching preseason football like and intently Colts watching. Colts play Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I know. I'm DVRing oh, yeah, that well, one. Well, the Colts are – that's like Bears for me, right? Right. So, so, like, for me, Saturday night I got Packers, and then I'm in here for postgame show Saturday night with Gary. And then Sunday Colts play at, like, noon or something, but I'm DVRing that because Jax has flag football over at the Rock in the afternoon. So I'll be at the Rock watching two hours of flag football and then Oof. go home. Oof. That's rough. Dude, it's so much fun. These okay. little kids. The dip, The problem is, though, this time, I last time it was crazy. 6U, right? So it was a few five-year-olds like him, small little kids, and then 6U, borderline 7U playing. Now, because they don't have as many kids, now it's going to be 7U, and he's playing up two years up with 7U. So now it's going to be... Five U, six U, and seven U, all on flag. one team. What are we doing? Flag. Okay. Well, yeah, but Rami, you I know, know they're you all know. just running into each other. They don't uh, have any coordination to, to a or, degree, right? Right. But you know how small he is. Yeah. So even when he played this the first time, yeah, they pull his flag. He goes down. <laughs> I'd imagine that happens with a lot of kids at that age, though. The equilibrium no, isn't no. quite there. He was the only <laughs> right? one because he's so small. When they go to pull his flag out and the flag sticks and doesn't come out right away, they pull him all the way down to the ground. All the way. Boop, he's down a he goes. kid, though. Yeah, he did. He pops up. He goes, whatever. But it was just funny that he's he's like, why am I the only one that ends up on the ground? Like, because you're the smallest kid out there, man. That's part of the deal. All right. Uh, This segment brought Uh, you also on the show today. Ross Uglum. We never finished talking about what's on the show. Ross Uglum. I ran out of interest. I was ready to move uh, on. Packer report. He's going to join me. He's good at three forty-five, and maybe Sam Munson. My conversation with him coming your way again, and we're going to talk about him yesterday. Uh, yeah, so coming your way again. Replay. Oh, that's if the Brewers game goes long and you run out of stuff? <laughs> exactly. Gotcha. <laughs> Thanks for letting my magic tricks out. You're welcome. Hey, this segment's brought to you by Jim Dandy, South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Enjoy the best fish fry on Fridays. 
plus $2.50 tacos on Tuesday, $17.95 prime rib dinner on Wednesdays, and all-you-can-eat ribs every Monday. Under new ownership, redone the whole inside of the place, new menu, new food. Uh, They don't promote tomahawk steaks in their raid. I'm telling you, check it out. JimDandysGrill.com. JimDandysGrill.com. Jim Dandy's? (laughs) <laughs> Just Google that bad boy and look at the pictures. Oh, you I know what it's out, oh, man. Oh, a tomahawk? God. Oh, buddy. That I'm telling you. That you bring you bring a tomahawk to the table, you feel like a damn king. Like uh, you feel like a king. I I'm, I'm wasting money if I do that. What do you mean? I can't finish a tomahawk so steak. Take it home. Leftovers. It would steak take it eggs. for like a week you for have, me to eat one of those you have things. Lunch, you have steak and eggs. You're all set. I can't react like I know how to cook. And I also don't know anything about electricity either, I've come to find out. I don't know if you heard me earlier in the show. What did you do? I had an issue with uh, my electrical stuff. Uh, the outlets weren't working in one of my rooms. So the dude comes back over, uh, who put it in, uh, Steve, and comes Steve Brown. He comes over this afternoon to look at it. So he goes downstairs. They look in the circuit breaker box. Everything looks good. I check that. Looked fine. So I'm like, oh, it's been a couple of weeks since they've all been out. They all went out at the same time. Uh, but my lights work. What did you do? My lights work in the ceiling, but the outlets don't work along the wall. Mm-hmm. So then they're moving boxes, trying to get to different things because my basement has a bunch of stuff in it. And uh, so then they finally get to an outlet. And there was apparently, I didn't know this. I probably should have looked. It was a GCI outlet, which I didn't realize I had one down there on the wall. And he just clicked the other button and all the outlets worked. All set. So he drove all the way to Oak Creek for pretty much nothing. So thank you to Steve Brown for helping me But I mean, out. how are you supposed to know that? I wouldn't know that. I would know that. I've got a GCI outlet in both my bathrooms. Oh. I, I automatically, if, if the hairdryer stops working, boom, click, we're good. I didn't know that I had them in the basement where those were done. I had no idea I had any down there. And he shows 14-year-old Logan. He's like, see, it's flashing. That's flashing. You hit this. Boop, and it's fixed. The only GCI I know is uh, Stupid. the hip-hop station down in Chicago, 107.5. They've been around a long I mean, time. Long, 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 long time. Love Even I know what that is. I love is. that station. Yeah. Or they're not in the Odyssey family. I'm sorry. I shouldn't mention They're not? I no. don't think so. I'm sorry. They're not that good. A there's, so many, there's so many stations in the Odyssey family. I have no idea who is. They're not that good. Unless they're I better. Could. They're better. Trust me. They're better. Uh, Hot 105.7. GA and Promise. Check yeah. those guys out. I told GA, by the way. He, and by the way, I'm on Hot 105.7 every night at like 10 after 6. He came in here screaming about something last week when I was doing something on the air, and he disagreed with me. I was like, dude, do that on the air. I was like, you have a free pass. You just open that door and walk in here and say whatever you want. You have a, you have a microphone anytime you want. So mm-hmm. GA may be a regular fixture on the Rami show coming up. Or be real facing the Rami show eventually. <laughs> One or the other. Uh, hey, Rami's coming up next. Enjoy. Toodles! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 